we're here. Happy Juneteenth. Praises to the freedmen. Big shout out to the motherland. Oh, oh, we 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 gonna do a little bit of cleaning. Let's do a little bit of cleaning first. When Buster Rhymes said America has no culture, the U.S. ain't got no culture. They shit is all our shit. A bunch of our shit is what makes the U.S. Whatever you want to call it, we still don't know what that culture is for the U.S. The interesting thing about that is Buster Rhymes went on the 85 South show and shared some of his influence. Again, my first influence was Lieutenant Stitchy Papa Son. Papa Son. The interesting thing is, I actually dug in and found out who influenced his influence. Turns out that his influence was influenced by American music. So it seems that Buster Rhymes is indirectly influenced by the place that he thinks has no culture. <laughs> Welcome, Buster, to Black American cultural influence. Y'all, 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 y'all. Yeah. Yes, sir. Oh, I had to do it. Oh, I had to do it. Y'all know about freedom. Foundational born in Detroit. Oh, that, oh, it feels good to be a freedman tonight. Oh, it feels real good. It feels so good to be a freedman tonight. Because, you know, we ain't got no culture, right? Oh, listen to them strings. Listen to that culture. Oh, yeah. Gave you classics like this. Gave you classics like this. Oh, yeah. Gave you some classics. See, the Freedmen had classics, you understand? We made the blues. Yeah, we made the blues. Yes, sir. Shout out to the descendants. Happy Juneteenth. So you wouldn't have had this right here if you wouldn't have had freedom. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh. Yeah, you don't want to be left out in the cold, baby. No, 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 no. You don't want to be. I'm telling you. Oh. We ain't got no culture. Oh, no. Oh, no. We ain't got no culture. Happy Juneteenth. Reparations still do. We're free. We, we the free member. We still ain't free. I want to give a special shout out. Speaking of Detroit, I'm going to give a special shout out to Live on Lake Street. I just watched. I got. I really got to give credit where credit is due. I just watched the Icewear Vezo interview. Y'all know I don't cover a whole ton of rap all the time here, but for somebody to come from a different state and want to help put on another state. That's a real nigga for you. A lot of us from Minneapolis can learn from 
what they do in Atlanta, what black folks are doing in Atlanta. And if LA could do it, Minnesota should be able to do it. You got folks in heavy, heavy LA politics. And those guys are looking past the gang politics in some, in some cases, in some cases it's not, they're looking past whatever differences that they have and said that there is someone that, that the, that the code is bigger than the program. There's no one that's bigger than the program, but the code, the code is bigger than me. The code of conduct is bigger than me. Therefore, what I'm going to do is look past the ops, look past the beef, look past the problems and say, Hey, we black, they out here stringing us up left and right. We got to get it popping. And if LA can do it, the state of Minnesota should be able to do it with no problem at all. The dog eat dog, the wasteland, the every man for himself mentality. I'm the only one on the boat. We know that that does not work. We all know that it doesn't work yet. And still, we still do it. Back to freedom. Oh, we don't have no culture. This sounds like culture to me, Buster. Oh, yeah, I got to do it. I got to do it for the freedmen. DP, you being petty. You being divisive. Yes, I am. I'm dividing that true foundational freedman energy versus the tether energy. I'm dividing it. Yes, I am. I'm very being very divisive tonight. Free the pain. Don't want to. You don't want to be left out, baby. This is one of my favorite beats from DJ Premier. This is one of my. This is one of the coldest beats. This is one of the coldest beats that he has ever made. And I did not know. That Primo got it from Free to Pain. Don't want to be left out. Now, before we start getting to other topics tonight, I'm gonna address something real quick. You haven't heard from me for a while, fighting a little infection, nothing real, real major, do a little resting. I'm good. Nothing that antibiotics can't clear up. Now, speaking of Icewear Vezo, speaking of Detroit. The home of the automobiles. The home of Motown. We're talking about a heavy, heavy hitting city. Putting extra respect on it. Now, Frida Payne, I didn't know too much about her. Till today. But she grew up in Detroit. In 1942. Right now, she's about, she's 80 years old. Alright. And. It looks like. She understudied some Broadway shows. She had theatrical credits. Yeah, you can't let folks tell us that we ain't got no culture. The U.S. ain't got no culture. Yes, yes, we do have culture. We are the American foundational black man. We have plenty of culture. We created the damn culture. Because when we were taken from our homeland, they made a new re-engineered nigga. We're the engineered nigga. Therefore, we created all the culture. We have plenty of culture. I'm looking at all the albums, 1964, Band of Gold, 1970, 1971, 1973, 74, 75. Literally, 
I mean, she had stuff in 78, 79, then 94, then 96, 2001, 2007, 2014, 2021. Man, come on, man. She, 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 she released an album out in 2001. Black Don't Crack. Come on, man. On Vault Records. 15th studio album. Back-to-back records, man. But yet we ain't got no culture. Let's look at this. Look, look into this. What what's going on in MP in Minneapolis? Hold on. Details on what this report means for the city. Members are praising a federal investigation for highlighting what they call the horrific and brutal behavior by Minneapolis police. The Department of Justice opened the investigation into MPD after the murder of George Floyd in 2020. Today's findings outline officers showed a pattern of discrimination and violating civil rights for years. Esme Murphy is live in the newsroom with details on what this report means for the city going forward, Esme. A big report, a sweeping report. The DOJ found that MPD discriminates against black and Native Americans and that it regularly uses excessive force, including deadly force, when it's not needed. The U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland came to... Did you hear that? They use deadly force when it's not needed. So that's a violation of the Constitution. That's sedition against the United States, right? Why haven't they all been lined up and, and, and hogtied and thrown in Guantanamo Bay? That's sedition against the United States. See, they keep talking about this report and this report. My question is, what are they going to do? To Minneapolis and made about the announcement it. himself. The data showed, for example, that MPD stopped black and Native American people nearly six times more often than white people in situations that did not. So this is just a stop. This is just a Negro stop and frisk. This is a Giuliani Negro stop and frisk. That's all that is. But what is going to be the punishment is the question. What are they going to punish the race soldiers for? Result in arrest or citation. The scathing 92-page report details case after case where there was excessive force and nothing was done. George Floyd should be alive today. Indeed, as outlined in our report, years before he killed George Floyd, Derek Chauvin used excessive force on other occasions in which multiple MPD officers stood by and did not stop him. Attorney General Merrick Garland did say Minneapolis has been cooperating with the investigation and has already begun reforms. Those include prohibiting all types of neck restraints and banning no-knock search warrants. Mayor J Didn't they already do that? You got the mayor sitting up here. Didn't they already ban no-knocks? I could have sworn they were talking about this months ago. That's big Caparera. What are they going to do to punish the race soldiers? They keep talking about these policies and stuff like that. I bet if they was from Ukraine or if they was illegal aliens, they'd have all kinds of laws and stuff like that going on. Something happened to black folks. They talking about, oh, this report and this, that, and the third. Jacob Fry says the city welcomes the DOJ overview. And the truth is, is that we needed this help. We needed this partnership with the Department of Justice 
to further embed the policy shifts that we've made. And Chief Brian O'Hara says he will balance reforms with the need to keep current working officers and their needs in mind. As we move through this process together, we will continue to heal and we will rebuild stronger. As a result of these findings, there will be negotiations to set up a court-ordered consent decree. That Those negotiations are expected to take several months, and we will keep you updated on that. Wasting time. That's what that means. We're going to waste more time. We're going to push it back. We're going to come up with all kinds of ways so we can lie, and then we come out. And then before you know it, they'll start telling black folks, well, look, we don't really have no life sentences on the table, but what we do have is, well, let's put a, tra a transgender law or, you know, you Negroes, you know, let's put these little books so little kids could start reading this and reading that and all that. They'll go full hell, full stop, hell bent on that. That's what they'll start doing. But when it comes to, they're talking about, well, it's going to be a couple months, a couple months, a couple months. Do you understand that if this was an all-black police force, them niggas would have been under the jail right now? I'm sniffing this minority collision thing. Where's, where's Keith? Where's Keith at on this? That's what I want to know. Keith should have already brought charges. He knew what was going on. With the police here. Where's Keith on this? See, that's my point. They keep talking about unlawfully discriminates against people of color. Man, if they don't get out of here with this people of color behavior. Oh, here we go. Discriminates against people with behavioral health disabilities. That's more okay. That's more not, not black folk. Improving use of force policies, enhancing force-related accountability mechanisms. See, this they're recommending this long list of changes. Whenever they when when you start asking. Well, this is Juneteenth. We got to talk about this. When, when black folks start saying, man, we need tangibles, we need some money, we need reparations, we, we just want what is fucking old. We just want what we're supposed to get. Well, let's come up with this plan and this policy that would smite work and, you know, we got to go up for a vote and we got to go up for this and we got to go up for that. Oh, this, that, and the third. And then you have a situation like this. This is what you got. This is what you have. You have this going Officials on. Officials tonight said Daly College is an ideal location because it's move-in ready and a fraction of the cost of a hotel. But many in the crowd didn't want to hear it. When do citizens of the United States of America come first? On the southwest side, city officials getting an earful. How about this? Give them all these politicians' addresses and put them in their backyards, in their basements, in their houses. This meeting at Richard J. Daly College comes as the city, starting as early as this weekend, prepares to use this gymnasium until August 1st and two auxiliary classrooms on the campus through the end of November to shelter more than 400 migrants. This is about being human and providing <laughs> humane spaces for them. 
I serve my country, and we need to give these immigrants. Oh, yep. The, the brother that served the country. Let's go ahead and make the call. Yo, yo. Happy Juneteenth, brother. Happy Juneteenth. Happy Juneteenth. It's oh, a big one. We're, we're going in. We, we, we've been hijacked. Foundationals have been hijacked. We've been hijacked on our day. We got a double back. I got an article right here I'm going to play for you. This is going to blow you away. I was just talking about Fray Fry with this DOJ report. I'm going to let you weigh on this in a second, but I got to play this first. I got a, there's a couple different things I'm going to play for you before we get back to Fray Fry because they, they started talking about, well, we got this DOGJ report. We know the police been doing this, this, that, and the third. Okay. We know that. What are you going to do with the life sentences? And they keep talking about, well, we need a little, we need three or four months to come up with this and come up with that. When they tell, when it comes to black folks, they, they have to weigh time for what they're, what they're doing and what they're trying to avoid. And check this out. College is an ideal location because it's moving ready and a fraction of the cost of a hotel. But many in the crowd didn't want to hear it. When do citizens of the United States of America come first? On the southwest side, city officials getting an earful. How about this? Give them all these politicians' addresses and put them in their backyards, in their basements, in their houses. This meeting at Richard J. Daly College comes as the city, starting as early as this weekend, prepares to use this gymnasium until August 1st and two auxiliary classrooms on the campus through the end of November to shelter more than 400 migrants. This is about being human and providing humane spaces for them. I serve my country, and we need to give these immigrants a chance. But the debate ignited... Oh, Lord. There, there we go. That was one of them... What do you say there at the end? They got to do what with the children? Basically, that was just some old Negro. He was probably one of these... He said, well, we got to give him a chance. But see, when they move him up out of there... He's going to feel a certain way. What they're doing now is they're putting the migrants at a Chicago college. See, it started one part on the south, south side. All the black schools that they said we ain't, ain't got no money for y'all. Remember back in the day when that big thing was going on on CNN, Crying Negro Network News? And it was a situation in which they were telling black kids... They were telling black kids, well, we don't really have. Hey, they... hold on. Okay. Hey. Go ahead. They were telling black kids, we don't, we don't have no money. We got to close down these schools. And, you know, some of these schools is different neighborhoods. So there's certain, because of the politics, there's certain neighborhoods where the kids can't go. They can't go to that side. They can't go to that neighborhood because that neighborhood, they don't get along. So they, you go to the neighborhood in your school, in your school district and where it's safe for you. They were talking about, well, we don't have no money for the black schools. So they were shutting those down. Now, miraculously, you have all these illegals that come up. And naturally, of course, they're looking for a place to stay. 
you know, we all understand that. But they bring them in while telling the black folks, we ain't got no money. Come to find out, this whole process is costing over well over $100 million. So some of the black folks is like, all right, well, look, if you go, and I'm going to find some other footage for you to hear too. But if, if you're going to have them come up here, how about for every illegal, you place a homeless foundation on in there too? The city said no. So black folks start raising hell like, well, wait a damn minute. You got black folks that's been out here that ain't got nowhere to go that's been out here on the street forever. And you're basically saying that, well, we ain't got no money for you niggas. So we got money for everybody else. So that happened around somewhere on the south side. Now, this article right here, I'm going to continue to play, is on the southwest side. So the residents are upset. And they started doing it to a couple, like, predominantly white neighborhoods, too. But check this out. Anger about how the city for decades has treated its poor. We do not take care of our own people. There's no resources taken from our shelter system and the housing within our shelter system, as well as outreach agencies who providing services on the street. This gathering comes a day after the city council at a heated meeting approved $51 million in emergency migrant funding. That money only expected to last through the end of this month. You speak very much about the money. It's our money. Every dollar you give is our money. Last weekend, migrants began moving into Wright College on the northwest side. Officials say that's reduced the number of migrants at police stations. From now, the northwest side, let's just give, get a little bit of demographic here. Most black folks, there's some black folks on the north side, but most black folks is on the south side and on the west side. That's been a mainstay place for black folks in Chicago probably since the dawn of time. Ever since there's been a great migration from black folks from Mississippi and all the places coming to the north for jobs. Not coming to the north because of the race soldiers, but coming to the north because of jobs. Because there was race soldiers. The race soldiers were even worse at some points coming up north. But when black folks arrived, a lot of black folks stayed in the slums of the south side. They packed everybody in because they had racial covenants and everything. And black folks start getting it popping. You know, they start putting clubs up and, you know, just, you know, doing their thing. So a lot of black folks on the south side, a lot of black folks on the west side. This is hitting the north side now. So they're like, whoa, wait a minute. You supposed to have this or all these niggas is at. You ain't supposed to be putting this out there with us. So now it's affecting not just black folks. You got some white folks out there. And you got a couple black folks on the northwest and the northwest side too. So here's another article. Here's another one. Can you hear it? There's more and more coming and they're attracting people from here coming here, driving here. Chicago's hotel industry is looking for solutions to help migrants get work. But at one downtown hotel, neighbors say they've seen nothing but problems. Kia Ewing went to see for herself. This is one of the last known locations that migrants were calling home temporarily. The end of Chicago right here off of O'Hare and St. Clair. And it's come with a really costly stay over $60 million in state funding. Damn. And as of right now, there's a push to actually get these asylum seekers jobs and they could be getting employment right here at this hotel. 
This is the legislation first introduced in February of 2023, proposing that an asylum seeker would be able to work in 30 days. Right now, the legal process is in several months to get employment in the U.S. Right now, a lot of them want to work, but they have to wait six to nine months just to get approval to work. Michael Jacobson is the president and CEO of the Illinois Hotel and Lodging Association. He was recently in D.C. advocating for the bill. It would minimize the burden on employers during a historic labor shortage, including the hotel industry. We have 1,600 open positions in hotels just in the city of Chicago today, and we have thousands of migrants looking to work. Oh, there you go, right there. You hear that? You still there? Yeah, I heard it. Now, you heard that part. I heard it. He's, I heard it. He's saying, look, we going because you got to understand, the hotel's going to get some subsidized. They're going to get some money from the government. They're going to get big bucks. And he's saying, you know, the hell with you, need, you niggas. We got a whole bunch of people that's ready to work. Let's fast track this. And you told me the other day, votes. They said, okay, foundationals are waking up. Black folks is like, look, we ain't about to vote for none of y'all motherfuckers until we get some reparations tangibles or an anti-black crime racism bill. Yeah, but TDP, that can't, that, that's, that's, you know, that's realistically what that is. That statement is what it should be and what DP wants it to be and what DP is going to do. Right. But here's that's what not, they do. Is that reality? Here, here's what they said, like you, you told me before. You said, all right, you niggas don't want to vote. Cool. We're going to bring in some illegals. We're going to give them a job. Yeah. And then what we're going to do is we'll use them as a voting base, just like how you told me down, or down here off the sewer neighborhood. Vote for Frayed Fry, and, we'll, and, and we ain't going to mess with y'all. We, we'll move your tent yeah. from, from, from time to time. We'll, we'll and we're going to fight for you. We'll fight we're for you. We're over here handing you sandwiches, trying to get you housing, and then we're telling you when you're signing up for all this housing and this meals and shit, Hey, you want this program to stay? You know, you need to vote for dude. You know, if you need any help, we could do it for you right now. You know, it's it's it was, it was it's a hustle. But you know what, DP, it's 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 there's there's an underlying thing that you're not seeing. You need to channel your aggression and your hostility and your frustration more than anything else towards. The, the 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 white man here. This this is this is a ploy. It's a play. You're looking at these immigrants who are leaving the third world country and they're being handed housing and this. What the fuck they gonna say? Oh well, some foundationals ain't getting treated the way they are, so we ain't gonna accept this. That's not gonna fucking happen. Right. The Willie Lynch mentality: divide and conquer, and they're doing a very good job of it. If if the question is. Why do they get this before foundationals? The truth is a hard pill to swallow because those immigrants are more united than foundationals in America. And I don't mean when you see your brother, you stick your hand out, your fist out in there, what's going on, brother? I mean, united in thought and goals and how to reach it. Look around you, DP, the next time you drive. You're going to see a Hmong community center. You're going to see a Somali community center. Them motherfuckers even got malls. Yeah. You're going to see an Eritrean community center. You're going to see an Ethiopian community center. You're going to see a Native American community center. 
You're going to see all different forms of LGBT community centers. Where's the foundational community center? And what I say by community center is now there's a hierarchy here. So we'll take the Eritreans because I know more about that. There's an Eritrean uh, community center in St. Paul, right? It's owned by the community. Yeah, Yeah. it's in St. Paul right across the street from the Menards on Snelling. You know the Menards on Snelling? We have to go in there and break some bread. Yeah, now, if 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 there's some shit, it's going to come from the, the, the Eritrean embassy in New York City. Hey, this is the script. Uh, we're going to vote for dude because this is what he's doing for Eritrean. Or we're, we're going to start doing this. This is going down. Monks, they have that. So what I mean by hierarchy when I text you that, I mean that these communities have community heads in different states. And then they have the big boss up in New York. This is what we're going to do. This is the script. This is how we're going to get reparations. So when African Americans are asking for reparations, asking for what they're owed, you know, I mean, I don't even think you can put a dollar amount on Not what really. foundational blacks are owed, but how how do you negotiate like that? Well, you, po- you I mean, just break it down. Break it down to the most simplistic term, DP. How, if I was, let's say I'm that magical white dude. Right. All right. And I woke up and I said, I'm running for president and all blacks want to get their reparations. I don't give a fuck. Who would I talk to? How would I go about doing that? It probably wouldn't be a specific person. So you're, you're, you're saying leadership. You're saying it's not going to be a specific person, right? Okay. It's not coming from the embassy. And where's it coming from? Who, who, who? African-Americans, foundational blacks, had America by the ball. They had the greatest form of leverage of any race entity in the history of America during the George Floyd rioting. Blacks could have got whatever they wanted out of white America. But who are you negotiating with? Nope. You know, you, you, we mentioned no, this You're before, overlooking man. the point, DP. Right. This is a very huge, huge point. If Eritreans this snap in Minnesota, and we were going to ride in this motherfucker. There's somebody you could call that would call the dogs off. Oh, it was oh, Al we're Sharpton. We're going to need this. <laughs> we're going to need this. Yeah. Al, Al Sharpton is going to cut a deal for himself. Right. Well, give me a hundred grand, and I'll tell them to shut up. Yeah. No, where's the real negotiations, DP? Like I said, I'm that magical white dude. I'm giving blacks reparations. Now, who do I talk to? Well, Ooh. at this point, like I said, you got you got the black bag bunch at, at, at this point. So I'm going to talk to Crump because Crump's going to make a deal. Crump's going to say, well, you know, give me five million, you know, and I'll, you know, or give me all of it and I'll dictate who gets what. There has to be DP. There has to be some sort of hierarchy amongst black America. But what's happening now is you're seeing even more of a divide. And I don't mean a divide in uh, ideology. I mean a divide in actual skin color. And it's becoming a big thing in the black race and nobody's looking at it. And I've been talking about it for the last two years. Black conservatives. Yeah, the black yeah. conservative movement. And the undermining that's doing towards blacks like yourself. 
The black and silver. You have to understand that. Yeah. So why why is it that if I'm white America and I'm sitting up there in D.C. and I'm Joe Biden from Scranton, Pennsylvania, and I say, well, you know what? I'm really trying to squeeze blacks. You know, I'm really trying to do nothing for them. (laughs) Why don't I mute D.P. and why don't I listen to Candace Owens? Well, Candace Owens said y'all don't need reparations, really. So I'm gonna go by that. Oh yeah, you're you know, right. Yeah, Candace, Candace Owens said, didn't you know? So who's do- to say that black conservatives can't be the voice of Black America? That's because a- guess what? They, there's more unity amongst black conservatives than there is amongst DP and Pookie across the street. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Let's and be real about it. Candace DP DP smart. He's done things in life. He's not talking to Pookie. Yeah, you right. <laughs> so yeah. you got three kinds. You got three kinds of foundationals in America. You got your foundational that's a coon. You got your foundational that made it like yourself, doing it the right way, and then you got your lame foundational. That ain't about nothing. You can get him any repar. You shouldn't even get him reparations. He ain't gonna do nothing with it, but spend it on drugs. So. You know, you that that layer has to be split because DP. Guess what? All those other entities I named, you heard me, right? Mong, all this, all this, all right. this. Yeah, yeah. If what if and when the right white man's getting ready to cut their check, there will be no opposition of that within that race. You right, know what I'm saying right. because that will be considered to be off code. Ah, oh, you done. If you were Eritrean and whites, it's like, we're going to give Eritreans reparations. And some Eritreans spoke up and said, nah, we ain't getting nothing. Nah, he's through. Hands and feet. You better live like an American. So you, right can't off, come, you can't be around. So right off the top. So he can't come. Like, I'm looking at the. I'm looking at the uh, at the at the Eritrean community center right here. If he if, so yeah, if right he was right there by the Bernard, if, if the mayor. What's the brother that was? I think he was talking to the Arab friends at one point in time. But Keith was up there. Yep, I seen it. it Are it, you talking about Carter? Yeah. And so, and so Carter say, "Look, man, the U.S. own the U.S. owes. They owe the Arab friends something. We know that the U.S. owes foundational is probably the most in this country. But the Arab friends, we we got to give them something. So you're saying if a, if an Arab friend jumped up and said, "Oh man." Don't know Eritrean need no reparations. Hell no. We don't need no reparations. You're saying that he would get checked immediately. Forget checked. Finished. You're done. Now, you're not allowed at any functions. You can't come visit nobody. You can't come to none of our parties. None. Even your mama. Oh, see, so, oh, so, 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 so your mom, even your mom will be like, you're off cold. She got to speak out against you publicly and then say she don't fuck with you and then that can be confirmed. Basically, she got to disown you or not. She threw too. So cooning, so cooning has a severe penalty. Yeah, put it to you like this: My grandma died a couple months back. So in the Eritrean community, people come to you. It's like a wake, but it's for a week right. to ten days, and people come and visit. So there was this one older lady that came to visit, show her respect, but nobody was talking to her. She's just sitting in the corner, and I asked my mom, "What's going on with the lady over there?" She said her son is accused of snitching on some people here in Minnesota. So if you talk about the government publicly as an Eritrean, 
there's certain people that will call the government out there and say, well, Phil, woo woo, he was saying this and that, you know. When he comes out there to Eritrea, y'all need to show him what's up, you know. He was speaking about the government. So there's the lady's son was was snitching on people here in Minnesota when they'd go back to Eritrea, he would tell the government. So nobody was talking to her. I was like, oh, that's why nobody's speaking to her. Yeah, cooning is off code. I don't know any culture. And I'm not going to say that. And it's not fair to say that foundationals um, accept cooning. I haven't seen that. Right. You know, right. but what I've seen is I haven't seen the um, public uh, disassociation. Because where white America's fooling the world is, you pick up the newspaper and every other day it's first black hired over here, first black hired over there, but they're coons. You know what I'm saying? So they're not really moving, the, the, the black movement is not progressing because they're hiring coons. And they know that. So, but that's how they're getting past the system. White America, everybody's leaving them alone. Well, they hired the first black. Right. No, right. they hired a coon. Yep, yep. So right. how is, how is black America, DP, going to disassociate? How can DP, DP that grew up in, you know, in Minneapolis, I know him and his whole family. How is DP going to disassociate from a coon? Because you're both foundational. Well, for example, like, like Jesse Lee Peters, Larry Elder, guys like that, for example, right? Most blacks, yeah, we know they freedmen, they foundationals, they descendants. But we really like, okay, them niggas is, you know what I'm saying? Like, we, it, it's a common thing. We know that them You're not answering is, the question, DP. How do you disassociate with them? No, how niggas? is DP going to disassociate from uh, Tatum? What's that nigga's name? Officer Tatum. We don't fuck with how, them. How can, because you're both foundational. Right, bro, but we don't fuck with them. Like, like, like. Now, how can you, how can you legally, how can society, how can people that can't think as in depth as me and you, this, how can that motherfucker that picks up the newspaper and goes, wow, Honeywell hired the first black. How can that person know well, that's a coon? Because you, th th there's no, right now there's no deciphering between the two. There has to be. If not, what's going to happen, DP, is these black conservatives are going to become the voice of black America. I want to play something for you in that minute, in that manner. You DP, you're question. not, well, let's, let's not play nothing. Let's talk about that point right there. You're saying how will they, uh, how? How will they disassociate? Yeah, how, how can DP, now, if I'm going to hire, a, uh, I want to hire a black, and I'm a white dude, I want to hire a foundational to run my company. Mm -hmm. You know, a real foundational that believes in foundational issues. How can I decipher that between you and Officer Tater? Oh, that's very easy. Most black folks, most American black folks here from the soil, we know very, now, when you're you're talking about from a mainstream perspective, yeah, this nigga's yeah. going everywhere with Jim Crow. When I Joe pick up and the newspaper right. and I hear that there's a first black, and I know this is a coon, and the black movement is not progressing. Well, bro, that don't really matter because the simple fact is that's the mainstream. That's for like white eyes, but us here on the ground boots, we know. Like you know, I know, we know. Like oh, that nigga a coon. Don't fuck with him. You know what I'm saying? Like we know that now. The now the hold on. Now the old niggas. Like, like that old nigga I just played talking about, well, we just give the immigrants a chance. And, you know, the old niggas that when we were telling them, hey, man, we need to be pressing, at least have the issue of reparations. Some of these old civil rights niggas was like, man, y'all young niggas don't need no reparations. You need to just work hard and, 
hey, yeah, nigga, I don't need no reparations. Those niggas, yeah, you're talking about them when they pick up the newspaper and they go vote for Jim Crow Joe. Yeah, they're yeah, they don't mind. They really don't mind no nigga up there talking like that. They say, oh well, I'm a Democrat, whatever, Democrat, Republican, whatever you want to call it. They're gonna side with the race soldier of, well, you know, fuck these young niggas. They don't need shit. All these niggas gonna do if they get some reparations to buy a Cadillac or some shit like, well, wait a minute, nigga. When the World War One and the World War Two generation was fighting for you to get for you to get what you you needed to be, that wasn't no issue. But yeah, that's the one you're talking about. Well, how do you differentiate? That's really for his eyes. Me and you know the deal. You said no, it's for society yeah, as a but, whole. Society as a whole. Society as a whole. How can I decipher between DP and Candace Owens? Well, she, he's a real foundation on season. How can I do that? Bro, race soldiers know the difference. That's when, Let me tell you something. Why, let me tell you something. America, DP, America. we're not talking about race soldiers that are doing the hiring. They clearly know who they're hiring. Right. You have to DP. Listen, the battle, the fight, the epic war between foundationals and race soldiers has been pa- passed on. It's in, you know how they they say a transaction is pending, right? This transaction is pending. This battle has went from race soldiers against foundationals to coons against foundationals, because this term black conservative is growing every day. And this is not when me and you were going to school and you had your Joe Holter and you had your cornball, a little one or two, two dudes. And, <laughs> you know, this yeah. is a whole another era now. Yeah. Coons are, like I said, Coons is no longer taking the back seat. They're sticking their fucking chest out. Cooning. So you're 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 so okay, so your your standpoint is the conservative coon. This is his day. Are coming. If, if foundational don't create a separation between the two and attack, gonna get wiped out and there and, and there's gonna be a whole lot of first blacks that are coons. If it was you what would be the first step you would take if you said, okay, I know this nigga over here, he's a conservative coon. What's the first thing you would do? Not fuck with him. Now you, you <laughs> mentioned, okay, so no, then we know that. It's like, we know, you and I know, we won't say their names, but we know coon ass niggas that went to our school. We, oh, we yeah. knew they were coons when we were kids. We were like, damn, man, is this yeah. nigga, because the first, the first sign of a coon to me it, he don't gotta necessarily say anything detrimental, or you know, against black folks on a large scale. The first sign for me, the telltale sign, is he's not proud of where he's from. If I ask that nigga, "Hey, where are your people from, bro?" and he starts stuttering and acting like he don't really want to say where his people from, and he ain't proud of his heritage, no matter where he's from, I automatically look at him like, "Okay, yeah." This, this is the nigga where if I was trying to get off the plantation, he'd probably tell him where I'm at. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we you know, knew, and that's we, bread on him. We knew early. Now, you, you brought up a good point. Something that I told you before, I think it was a couple months ago, because I haven't done a show in a minute, and uh, or a broadcast in a minute, but we were talking about Dr. Claude Anderson having the same conversation with foundationals 40 years ago, warning them, like, look, the conservative, yeah, listen either. the conservative coon is coming. 
And now look at him. And, 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 and we were given this gospel well over 35 years and it has fell on deaf ears. Now you're ringing the bell once again because he's old and he said, you know what? I, I'm done telling y'all niggas some shit. I don't put in too much work. Yeah, in I don't the game. blame him. He says, I'm through. He said, I'm through. He says, you know, I love black folks a lot, but you hard hit. He said, you know what? We, they were asking him the other day. They said, well, what do black folks need, Dr. Claude Anderson? He said, black folks need more pain. He said, what do you mean by that? He said, yeah. He said, black folks need more pain. He said, you you have, he said, it's like the doctor. He said, the way black foundationals act, he said, in this country, he says, we have to experience a grand ass kicking to start really getting our shit together. You told me when I was a kid, when we were on the school bus, you you mentioned the famous Tupelo, Mississippi ass whooping. I never knew what that was until I looked it up where it was at. And I was like, oh, that's an ass whooping. That's they an fight every every Saturday night in Tupelo, Mississippi, boy. <laughs> That's an ass. This is a fight night. Nobody goes to jail if it's pissed. Because <laughs> yeah, hands and feet, nobody goes to jail on Saturday night in Tupelo, Mississippi. On Saturday nights. Yeah. So if you go to the club, Tupelo, you get to a scuffle. You said where else? You said on on a Saturday night. And ass nope, whooping. Nobody's going to jail. It's, it's, it's an open fight night. That's crazy. That's yep. nuts. That that sounds like some back some some backcountry shit. Tupelo, Mississippi. As long as it's hands and feet. Once it gets past hands and feet, it's a problem. I had a buddy from Mississippi I used to hang out with, and I mentioned that yeah. to him to, to him one time, and I said, "Yeah, I got a homie man that, that grew up with me in Cedar Riverside. He always used to mention about a Tupelo, Mississippi ass whooping." And I said, "I didn't really know what that was," and I asked him. He said, "Oh man." He said, that's hands and feet like you ain't never seen. Open fight night. You can be walking across the street and the motherfucker might not like your swag or might want to catch a fade. So as long as no guns are involved, you can fade all night. No guns, no bricks, no bats. None of that. Just hands and feet. You can catch as many fades. I think they should ship all the lames down to Tupelo. Oh, they'll get a rude awakening. There wouldn't be no fight. Oh, they'd make them fight. Cause if you're oh a lame, yeah, Tupelo, they fight. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. If you show up, if you show up in Tupelo, if that's here. the concept, and you're just a lame ass nigga that just kind of sit around and be looking for fentanyl, you might just get whooped. Yeah, they whoop your ass for being like that. You know, you you're yeah, it's you, not tolerated. You fighting out there. That's what I'm saying. So it's Saturday night, open fight night. So that means if you got a problem with a motherfucker, you knock on his door. That's what gangsta. You want to come out and catch the fade? That's some gangster a shit. A fair one. A fair one. That that's about as gangster as it can get. You see, if America legalized spades and fair ones, you wouldn't have all these problems with guns. No, you wouldn't. Like the UK. Do you remember that footage? I don't know if I sent you that footage. But during the Floyd protest, once Minneapolis turned up, the rest of the world turned up. And the UK yeah. started putting hands and feet on race soldiers. The race soldiers was out there. It was some white supremacists. It was some 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 law enforcement race soldiers as well, and they thought they were gonna try to rough up the black folks. Oh man, it didn't go well. It was. Let me tell you how bad the, the ass whippings progressed. The the hands and feet that the race soldiers were given were so bad that they had a brother had to pick a race soldier up and save him from the hands and feet. Yeah. He got out there and was trying to get all tough. This big buff MMA white dude. He got into it with this brother. The brother put the beats on him, gave him the two piece. You said the three. You said the three piece in the biscuit. 
He gave the two yep, pieces with the sweet sauce. And man, yep. I'm sweet telling you, the sweet and sour sauce. They gave him the sweet and sour sauce. He, they stomped him out. And there was a brother that said, man, you know what? They, these niggas going to kill this race soldier. He had to pick him up and put him on his shoulder and carry him out. Do you know how embarrassing that is to that man when he goes home? Yeah, to he his came wife? over there talking shit, though. They were all talking shit. They, they they got out. I'm telling you, they got out there and thought they were going to, you know, bring the racial holy war to the black folks. Oh, I'm white and I'm supreme. Man, look. Oh, man. I, I got to find that footage for you. I want to play some. got their ass kicked. It was, it was a Yeah, was a the thing ride. is, though, is to go back to my prior point. Right. When all that rioting was happening, if, if DP was the head of black America... What could have DP gotten to stop the rioting? Oh, they would have gave us anything, just like the, yeah. just like the '60s. Remember, when King said, "The next time we go to Washington, we get in our check." That's one of the reasons why they killed him. And when Malcolm yep. was turning up, and you know, when I'm talking about when black folks was out there, because they, what they do, and I'm gonna send you this documentary that's very good called American Maroon. It's very important. Every black person on the planet should watch it. I'm gonna send it to you in a couple weeks, but. The narrative that we were told in school is black folks were just beat with water holes and some black folks were just accepting some of the beatings. That did happen. But what they don't tell is how a lot of places where black folks was like, you know what? I'm not listening to some of these old niggas. I'm turning up. And one of the major places that turned up, Detroit really turned up. Watch really turned yep. up. And, the, and the, the narrative that they try to say you got to really watch race soldiers, especially. I used to hear this at the job. Oh, you guys burnt down your whole community. Niggas didn't really own shit. The Asians owned a bunch of shit. And they were killing yeah. niggas and everything. So that was... That's all that black owned. That wasn't black owned. It was a couple... Especially yeah. in, in South Minneapolis. There's yeah. not a lot that's wasn't foundational black owned. black owned. It wasn't nothing black owned. And anything that was black owned... I, I seen signs in Minneapolis where it said it's black owned. And some people didn't get touched as bad. No, there was some light. Even Ziff's had a sign that said black owned. And that wasn't black owned. That wasn't yeah, black owned. Yeah, that Jews. Yeah, that ain't that ain't fucking. That black was to owned. keep people from riding on their shit. Right. Right. You know, that's all that was. But the thing is though, is you know, um Dr. Claude Anderson said blacks need more pain. You know, I don't want to disagree with a wise man like that, but to maybe add to his point, I would say maybe blacks and you know anybody else in general that isn't happy with their position in life maybe needs to learn from the struggle right there has to be unity i want to go over some, i want to go over some footage before we go to the next subject it's very pertinent because i got it we got i got to give him his flowers now and, and by the way you mentioned candace real quick she just made a post where she said you know juneteenth is a load of crap we know the position yeah, she plays so it, it's not like i said candace very she, high well it's a high paying position that is uh followed by a lot of people that's the point i'm trying to make is right that position is no longer suppressed and, you know these motherfuckers sticking their chest out and candace that's why you know you gotta understand candace is a metaphor don't really pay attention to what Candace says. Pay attention to what white people agree with Candace because they pay Candace to say that. Candace knows damn well it's a bunch of bullshit. She's a very brilliant woman. She's not stupid that most niggas think, oh, she gets dumb and she votes for Trump. Man, let me tell you, 
You've seen it. I showed you the documentation. Man, Candace was out there with the NAACP on a racial discrimination case out there. And um, what's that place you said is real, real expensive? Or Vince McMahon and all them? Well, Greenwich, what? Connecticut. Man, from Stan Stanton or it it's somewhere. Stanford, Connecticut. Stanford. Right. She sued and got a buku amount of money. So it's you know, like I said, she's from the Caribbean. She knows the deal. She's like, man, NAACP, let me get this bag and let me get you know, the conservative. DB, you got to understand that it's an entity that's dividing. It's an entity that is diluting the message of foundationals like yourself. And or there has to be a public divide. A civil war. You know what I remember I mean? what I said. I remember I told you before. I said we need a Negro civil war. We need a Negro Nuremberg. We need. We need, yeah. we need we need black foundational have to take out coons coons have to be have to go back to how they were in the 90s prior to obama obama was the one who opened the door for coons when his failed eight-year administration gave coons a confidence to stick their chest out yeah so um you called out um, a coon at the Floyd protest. You call you remember that dude? Y'all seen him on the, the Somali dude? He he was out he said, here. Look at these black guys. Look at them. They're like animals. I said you couldn't do that in your country. You know, you, so you can't really judge. In your country, they let you out of the house after six o'clock. You gave him a healthy you know, last. Talk you, about people. Yeah, you told I gave that, him one. I heard. I heard. Up. You what say about the white lady? And uh. When the little Somali or the little Ethiopian kid was shooting through the wall oh, and yeah. whatever he was doing, the bitch was going to say, I asked the dude, was he Somali? She said, does it matter? I said, bitch, who's talking to you? I said, I'm asking that because the different cultures grieve, you dumb bitch. Shut the fuck up. Now you, gonna, now you got your chest out to this point where you checking blacks about their own shit. Right. Right. Wow. She was like, your point is understood. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, you're like, stop. You get your ass out of here. Come see, and that's that. Yeah. That's that. Come um, see me, bitch. That, that, that's and that's that thing. Malcolm warned us about them. Them. Them little white, white to uh, to do well liberals. Them little well, you know. Oh, oh, it's it's so bad. What happened to him? And then you're having a private discussion with the brethren, and she wants to put in her little two cents. And 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 now, and you was right to check. Her. You was right to check them. Let me let me play this. I got two different articles. We're gonna move on to the next one. I got some more interesting shit. Now, this is some stuff from Don Amos and Dr. Claude. Very little, yeah. if anything, they must only be conserving the system that has created their poverty to begin with. And you see them ultimately justifying the poverty of African people and justifying the political and social and economic subordination of African people in the name of some kind of higher principles. So slavery is not supposed, the experience of slavery is not supposed to be operating in the mentality of black folk. And you hear a lot of our youngsters will say that as well. How do you talk about slavery? That was back there. Or you know, whites talk about it. Well, you know, that was back there. We don't have anything to do with that anymore. You see? And it's an amazing situation because you have to remind them that you're still living off the interest of the wealth that your forefathers earned from slavery. You're still enjoying the accumulated wealth that began with the enslavement of our people. And if you're, you're going to enjoy the wealth that was generated by evil, then 
you must take the curse that comes along with it. Yes, sir. That's Dr. Amos Wilson. He's, he's a, he was another writer. Um, let me see. There's some more footage I want to play. I, I like to get this documented because as, as young people listen to this and other people listen to this, they'll be like, okay. Let me see, hold on. The status quo. Okay, here we go. Into that, we're gonna have a converging forces, social forces coming across this country. Now, this was many years ago, Phil. This is probably gonna bring some chills down your spine. We're gonna have a converging forces, social forces coming across this country. About eight major forces gonna push us into that understructure and that underclass position. And let me talk about about three or four of them right quick. First thing across this country, you're gonna have an increasing amount of conservatism. Now, I want you all to understand up front what conservatism means. So I don't care whoever uses that word, you know what it means. Conservatism is a new cold word for anti-blackism. Okay? Except now, a conservative can stand right in your face and, and call you, tell you, and confess that he's a conservative, which means he is a racist and not tell you he's a racist. Racism, right now, we got racism all over America and I can't find one racist. Because that's what conservatism means. Conservatism comes from the root word to conserve. To conserve means to hold on to what you've got, or those who ain't got, as my mother said in a third grade deaf education, you ain't gonna get. That's what conservatism means. Bars. And it means nothing else. It means maintain the status quo. It means use every device that you have to give the pretense that what you see is normal. And right now, there's a conservative move in this country going from the White House across this land to the Congress that says whatever exists all over this nation and in Los Angeles is normal. They want you to believe that it's normal to go out in Los Angeles and see all the drug abuse and all the crime, all the poverty, and all the suffering of black folk lying and sleeping on the streets, drugged out, doped out. They want you to believe that's normal. That's what conservatism means, maintain the status quo. It also means to reinstitute white authority, white values, so you hear him talk about family values and all these other kind of things. And also, white superiority. So when people start talking about they want to go back and be a conservative, you ask them, what are you trying to conserve? When my people don't own anything and you own 100%, what have I got to conserve? When you hear blacks going around screaming about they're a black conservative, you ask them, what are you conserving? Tell me one point in history that you found something that you want to conserve. Now, it's not all whites that are conservatives. There is an element that's got everything. They want to make that it's the greed over need. They want to hold on to everything. And so, but and we're going to have a massive flow. Everybody's going to be talking about conservatism. You're going to see people politically switching, talking about they're moving to the far right. And what we have to do is understand that, and that's going to create major problems in this country. One. You can, not only will you see an increasing amount of negative hostility towards black folk, every piece of research in the country tells us that, even from the Jewish organizations, that you're going to see more anti-blackness now and in the future than you've ever seen in the last 60 years since you left the civil rights movement. And you got can you can, so-called black. That to me, bro, that should to chill down my spine. Because, I mean, you were telling me about, you were telling me that about this year, you know, a year ago. I've heard these speeches over the years, but with you not, you've never heard that in its entirety, right? No, you've never heard that. 
Never. How does that feel to to know that that was in 1995, bro? Scary. Very scary. The exact same thing I'm saying now. Because that's something that you would. That's something you would. Unless you would have just heard about it, or you know, you just went went about it and stuff like that. I mean, you. You probably heard about no. Doctor Claw through me, or you might have seen it online. Yeah, or no, something. I heard about him through you. Yeah, I never. No, I think. Yeah, I want to say either through you or the Breakfast Club interview. The Breakfast or, Club. Yep. Now. Yeah, one or the other. You remember? I want to say it was through you. You remember the doc? You remember the Congressional Black Caucus? They were supposed to invite him to talk. Now you know why. Now, these are the, the Congressional Black Caucus, so-called Democrat niggas. Now you know why they didn't want him in the White House. Just from the words you heard from Dr. Of course Dr. Not. Dr. No. Claude Anderson, and because, like you said, they couldn't be bought and paid for. They weren't coons. There's and a Black Caucus in America? I didn't even know that. The, 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 I call it what the, the fuck changes? What the fuck have they done? Oh, if you listen to my last Cyber Sambo report, they have done nothing. Completely worthless. If you were to wipe them niggas off the map tonight, they would have done nothing. That's remember I told you with Clyburn and all of them right under Nancy yeah. Pelosi. He's and all a part the, of it. Yes. Oh yeah, it's no it has no credibility. Kamala's a part of it. All all them paid for. What does she have black about her? Well, you know, she listened to some Fife Dog and some Tupac, she says. So, yeah. Yeah. Man. <laughs> what some bullshit? Clyburn. He's in it. So, Cly- you know, some bullshit. Yeah, Clyburn was the one. Let me let me, let me let you hear Clyburn, what he had to say about the 94 crime bill. You know, a lot of black, oh, yeah. black, you know, a lot of black folks was mad. You know, the young people. It was always the young people. And... Jim Crow Joe, who architected the 94 crime bill, do you know the crime bill was so bad that even the Republicans, they said, hey, man, this is this is a little bit too much. Ronald Reagan, a known fucking race soldier, he hated blacks. He even told Joe, hey, Joe, this is a bit much. I mean, I hate niggas, but damn. Joe said, hey. Oh, Joe was going for the gusto. Joe said, I don't want, he said, I don't want, he said, I don't want your, uh, look, here it goes right here. Okay, here's No, not at all. Mandatory sentences, except for oh, two. Here we go. I've heard every black mayor supported it oh. across the board. You heard what he said. All every them, black sa- mayor all them it Sambo the coon ass niggas. They all niggas. were coons. That's they why. All were coons. So, here's my point. Start? How can you decipher between the two? Hello? Yeah, man, I fuck. I don't How? fuck with them. How you can so if until Black America DP can do that, these these coons are gonna keep undermining you. But you it's only fifteen percent. It's only fifteen percent. Hey, of hey us guess to what? You know what? No, 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 hold on. Yeah, you're right. But guess what? That's fifteen percent that are all synchronized. Right. So fifteen percent. Me, you, the That's other fifteen percent. All synchronized. They're all synchronizing their thoughts and their approach and their goals. The code is the leader, basically. The foundationals are not synchronized. Let's be real about it. Half the foundationals aren't even thinking about what you and me are discussing. It's only 15% of us, bro. Maybe maybe 20. Yeah. Maybe. Okay, so 15 and 20% the foundationals are, have the, the wherewithal to discuss what they're owed. 
And then he said 15% of foundationals are cool. So there you go. There's your battle. When I was in high school, I was talking about reparations. Niggas told me to shut up. Do you remember that? Now too. Can you believe they shut up now too? They said they and and, and and it wasn't even so much about whether niggas was gonna get it realistically. They didn't want niggas to have these are some niggas like, man, no man, that was a long time ago. Like, okay, then <laughs> the, listen, then the police will kick their ass and they start sounding like Malcolm X. How do you explain that, bro? How? You try to get you cut me a check, I'm taking it. I'm not gonna ever tell you I'm not eligible. I'm eligible for any check you given, first of all. <laughs> Uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm eligible for any check you're trying to cut. Man, I'll never deny that. Look, I'm going to deny you paying me. That's hate. Pure hate. You see, the thing is, is not identifying coon, the, 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 the educational term for coon for your listeners who don't understand maybe what coon means. It's when someone does not identify with their race. So when you see a black cop, a Mexican cop, an Asian cop, they don't like their race. That is a prerequisite for them to be hired as police officers, government elected officials, et cetera, et cetera. That is a prerequisite. They're looking into that before they even are eligible for them kind of position. So the next time you see, oh, this black guy's running for this, you already know what he's about. They're not letting no real DP. If DP wanted to run for office, they'd say, oh, you used to do this back in the day. You know what I'm saying? We ain't going to let you. They'll come up with something. There's the, 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 just look. There's a reason why. Why Why aren't foundationals with the mentality of DP? How come they're not elected officials? How come they're not police? Because they're not coons. They're not going to let them in. They're not going to let them in. Exactly. So that code has to be broken. So the other day, late last week, the feds just came out with their report. Right. I guess I covered that a little earlier before you got on the phone. Now you had a lot now, to say they about said that. The, the, the police are guilty of what? Police brutality against blacks, racial discrimination, right? et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So my question is where are the cops? Oh, they're 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 pushing back. Oh, well, we need a little more time. No, where the where the arrest? None. Now, so someone had to have done them crimes. They investigated that. They know who was doing those crimes. Where are the names attached to those crimes, and why are they not going getting booked? The same thing you said before. Who picks the jury? They have not been yeah, any indictments. If those are all black cops, what do you think? In in all honesty. Okay. You get cooked. Them, them five cops that killed the boy in uh, what state was that? Memphis, I was going to say. Mississippi? Memphis, Tennessee. What, what state was that? Memphis, Tennessee. Memphis, Tennessee. Memphis, Tennessee. They're, those five cops are going to get cooked. Life pieces. Ha, ha. Life pieces. State time, too. Yeah, not federal. They're getting state time. Nope. Hard time. Y'all y'all getting state time. I'm going to let y'all get 50 years state time each to, to prove they're going to make an example out of them brothers to prove we don't do that. You know what I mean? Right. We don't stand for it. Yeah, when a black cop breaks the law, oh, they don't stand for it all of a sudden. You see what hooping and hollering had to happen in Minneapolis and all over the world for them to charge them four cops? Oh, they would have never charged them. If niggas wouldn't have Now, look up. how easy it was for them to charge Nor. Oh, man. Oh. 
That was the, 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 the man. The, the, nor it, it didn't take a week. Literally, it a didn't week. take a week. It First thing they did in Nor, they fired him. So when they fire you, that means you're no longer eligible for the union. You're right. no longer in the union, which means they're not going to pay for your attorney. This nigga, you a nigga you gotta come out of pocket. You ain't. You got to come out of pocket, pimp. And we're gonna snitch on you. Where was the, the same sub- white boy? He said he was protecting when he reached his hand. Knew that white boy said he didn't know why he did that. He said that wasn't needed. <laughs> you don't know why he did that. You know he said what he said he was protecting you from what? He said I didn't feel my life was in danger. Now if he was back in the blue, had he shot, had that been another white cop and he shot me or you, he'd have said yeah I was in danger. He'd have protected him with his statement. Oh, Nor, I, was I know him personally was a cool. Man, Muhammad Noor was so bad. I mean, the Somali brothers, I ain't really never seen one of them cooning like that. This guy would talk about fishing poles when I was working at the gas station. I'd hear him. Fishing poles? Behind me. Yeah, oh, I just got a new fishing pole. I ain't never heard no Somali dude talk about no fishing pole. I said, this guy is terrible, man. Terrible. I told you how he rolled up on me. I said, oh, I already know. I already know how they got him. You know, this guy's hired. And then those cops... Those three Somalis were hired in the accelerated police program, mm-hmm. a.k.a. we're getting sued by Somali people, so we need to hurry up and hire some Somali police. How did the Somali so community How did the Somali community um, take Muhammad Noor, his firing? Did they support him or did they say, okay, he's cooning? Nah, no, because they knew. I mean, this is a very large community the Somali community, and they've been able to get everything they want out of white America here in Minneapolis. You know, they didn't hoobang at all because they knew what his intentions were. You're hired to arrest us. You know what I because didn't like? Because the white man said, if, if he, if we get our, if we get Somalis to arrest Somalis, you can't sue us. You know what I didn't like, bro? And I what? think I sent you this screenshot. It bothered me. It really did. And it wasn't because of the, you know, the black folks where they lost their kids and stuff due to the race soldiers and stuff. But I sent you that 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 flyer, and that was Juneteenth, and to me that was hella fucking off code. I the didn't one like that. that Eliana Omar was hosting. I didn't like that because I was I was talking to one of my homies. He's Somali, and he told me don't none of the Somali community fuck with her. No, right they now. don't like her. They don't they don't like so, her at all. But so, her, she's 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 grown past them. She's in with the LGBT, right. the BLM, so now all it, them niggas out there. It, pro, she don't need them motherfuckers no more. Right. You know that bitch. So that now, bitch game so out now, of that. so now I'm like, okay, here's the question. Because here's the thing, bro. If I know, for example, if I, let's say let's say there was Eritrea town, for example, yeah. like what you told me over there at the where the lady ain't the ladies there, ain't nobody bothering her, ain't nobody talking to her. If I knew that didn't nobody in your neighborhood or your community rock with you, I'm looking at you sideways. Like, hey, what's up with this cat right here? I don't know if I can rock with him. If his if his people don't rock with him, I don't know if I can rock with him either. You see, because there's a reason why they don't rock with you. So the whole reason. So now, how is it when when I seen her face on that flyer, my spidey sense went up. My nigga spidey sense went up. <laughs> Put a little applause on that motherfucker. My nigga Spidey Sense went up. I, I had the Negro Spidey Sense. A little doo, 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 doo. that shit went up heavy, fam. Because I said, okay. Then I seen Fernando Castile's mom. I seen um uh the brother that got uh shot. Remember he was sleep on the couch. 
Remember when we were talking about that? The brother, yeah, what's his name? Uh, Amir, Amir, Amir Lock. His mom and his dad was there. And I said, wait a minute. And I seen something that said, stop the Okay, stop the violence is cool. But gun control. I said, whoa, wait a minute. I don't like gun that control, word. Whatever gun control, whatever you I said, wait a yeah. minute. Oh, gun yeah. control, that sounds that sounds like some liberal Democrat shit. I said, what agenda is they really pushing? Because you could just say... Money-making endeavor, DP. You could just say serial hood hitters need to be banned from the hood. It's off code, whatever the case may be. But when they say gun control, you're talking about black folks. So what you're telling DP is, hey, DP can't get no pipe even if it's legal. You're going to tell DP that he shouldn't be able to get one. You're see, well, you're saying gun control because look, if I'm a criminal, I don't give a fuck about no damn gun control. If I'm a gang banging ass crack selling nigga and I'm shooting niggas and smoking my ops and pissing on their graves and going on Instagram live, <laughs> I don't right. give a fuck about no damn gun control. Yeah, you're not going to yeah, the gun I'm a criminal. store and buying a gun Come and you're, on, you're buying a dirty gun. Yeah, I got switches on you that know? shit. You know, the young yeah, guys, see, like, that's DP, my point. What you're not peeping is see, Juneteenth. And all these other things like that is what happens is, is it goes back to my point from earlier when there's no hierarchy and there's no leadership and there's no code of conduct, you open the door to opportunist. Okay. So we live in an opportunist society. Matter of fact, I'm an opportunist. I don't think I'd do something like that, but I'm an opportunist. So if you're a person like Elian Omar, you're going to say, wait a minute, who's going to hold me accountable? Nobody. Okay, so here's what I'll do. I'll rent out this space from the city, and then I'll charge these vendors to be here, and I'll make money. And I'll say gun control, bring Philando Castillo's mom, or you know, all this bullshit to talk and speak. That's all to make it look good. So the Democrats sent her there. The we know that for endeavor. a fact. It's not even Democrats. It's Ileana Omar. Oh, no, no, no. The money-making endeavor. No, well, she, I mean, I'm not saying Democrats aren't guilty, too, but we're talking specifically about that Juneteenth poster you're talking about. That's very strange. You gotta th- Here's the thing. Now, like I Can said. Can you blame her? Can you blame her? Where's the code of conduct? Go, go, go see a... Uh, why, Cinco why, de Mayo why didn't foundationals hold her accountable? How many, Paco, how many Mexicans are going to go to that? Why didn't foundationals dare? And see, I'm, I'm not even okay, going to blame her. Okay, that's the real issue. I'm not going to blame so her. If, if, a white, if Ileon did a Cinco de Mayo, how many Mexicans would go? Man, they ain't coming to this. None. <laughs> they ain't coming none. to this. <laughs> they ain't none. That's a waste. <laughs> they, they ain't, ain't even listening to that bullshit. They ain't coming at all. Ileon Omar... Couldn't even do a Somali day. <laughs> and she gonna rent out the space and then charge vendors and shit. She couldn't even do a Somali day. would nobody go. But foundationals, guess what? It's wide open. That's the money. Oh, Juneteenth, we can make some money. Man, I, I, I had a side. I'm telling you, when I seen that picture, let me tell you, bro. Let me, let me, let me put on the, let me put on the Negro Spidey sense. When I seen that, I didn't look at her no more. I started looking at everybody on the poster like, yeah, hold on. There? Whoa, who wait was a in minute. the poster? And was st- Nakima in the poster? Nope. Nope. And it, you know what? Giving credit where credit is due, I think a lot of folks X'd her out because she wouldn't coon. That's what I really believe, bro, because you don't nah, really she's hear not about cooning. her She's she, not going to coon, but guess what? You got all, what is Ileon's position? Mayor or what is she? U.S. Senator? What is her her position? She's a senator. Yeah, how many people? I mean, first of all, a whole lot of people ain't as smart as me or you, okay? 
So you got to take that into account first I think of all. they know, bro, but they don't give nah, a fuck. Nah. But DP, a real big issue in the inner city with foundationals and most people is money. Most people are living paycheck to paycheck. Okay. You know, and then even when they're living a paycheck to paycheck, it's still not enough. They're still short. So when you I'm when, living when paycheck to paycheck, has, shit. No, you're not. <laughs> so when a person is living like that, it's hard for them to focus on anything outside of that. You feel what I'm saying? So it, it gets hard. So when you're talking to the average person, you're breaking down some shit like this, and they don't know where their light, light bill is going to come next month. They ain't got time for that, you know? So th- there has to be a certain level of physical responsibility. But, you know, the white man has graduated from physical slavery to mental slavery. Mm. So I'm a small business owner. When you hire people and, you you know, you work with people, you, you get a, a different understanding on the, the society that you're around. Right. Most people in a place like this are conditioned. I work when the white man says I work. Right. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you a phrase that you've heard, and everybody in their life has heard. Your listeners have heard. I'm broke until my next check. You know what that really means? I'm broke until the white man says I get paid again. I'm not gonna use my talents and try to go out here, and make a couple dollars, doing some painting, putting a fresh coat of paint on something, doing this, doing that, uh, shoveling somebody's uh, snow. I'm not gonna do any of that. I'm broke until the white man says mental slavery. Mm. Now you can get up and go do something. I can't. I just I'm broke till Tuesday. Shit. So you can't do anything until Tuesday. You can't get off your ass and go try to hustle and make you a couple dollars. Nope. I'm just gonna chill here. That's called mental slavery. The next time you or your listeners hear somebody tell you I'm broke until I get paid next, they're telling you I'm broke until the white man says I can get some money. Mm. Period. You got no talent? If DP was broke, he'd go fix people's computers. Yeah, I'll come to your house and fix your shit. You know, you got talent. You know, if something happened and you lost your job and your bank account got froze and you can go make you a couple dollars. Yeah, well, you know how to do that. Yeah, well, I'm, what, the first DP thing I'm is grinded. Do, yeah, you yeah, grinded in your life. You the, know exactly what that's about. The first thing I'm so if do, you want these more real broke too, I get paid next. Somebody talks like that to me, I don't even want to be around them, man. They don't jive with what I'm doing. Yeah, you know? for, first thing I'm gonna do if, if, if it's talent. like that. If it's like that, I, I know my money's coming. Well, here's the thing with me. One thing, and I had to sit back and do some soul searching, and I thought about it. When I started working salary jobs, I felt like my grind got lazy. And what I mean by that is, it's not that I wasn't making money, but with salary, that's every two weeks. Now, of course, I get royalties from selling books. And then I do resume crafting and I do, I do other things where somebody could just cash at me some bread or whatever the case may be. So there's, there's other things that I do, but I noticed that when I started working heavily in corporate, then the, you know, when I started the, the DP, as we know, when I started, I was running around 
the game is a little different now because you're you're not really fixing on people's computers like that. It, it's different. Like, yeah, there's computer repair and stuff like that, but now it's all all based on software. Yeah, but you and could upgrade. You could do something. There's something I could do. You, you know what yeah, I would do? You have the talent. I would do. I would. You wouldn't a, be somebody that would say. Well, I'm going to sit up here. I'm broke, too. Then I get paid next year. I'm broke, too. Here in this neighborhood, nobody works. So it's I'm broke until the first. You see that mentality? I'll give you $700 if I ain't got to. If, if this is a war, DP, and, I t- and all I got to do, I ain't got to shoot you in the head. I ain't got to do nothing. All I got to do is give you $700 a month. You out the video. I ain't got to worry about you. Oh, the battle's over. It's done. The battle's over. Guess what? And prior to these camera phones and shit, I can kill you. Well, 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 you know, well, what you going to do? What you going to do? All I got to do is talk about this guy's on disability. Y'all fuck him, you know. That's why Minnesota, Chauvin, these guys are so conditioned to do that shit. The camera phones fucked them up. This is a st- Why is Minnesota the leading state in killing blacks for police? Oh, because we're the leading state in government checks. And once you sign up for that 703 and that EBT, you lose your rights. Do you think, let me ask you this. Do you think Floyd was on that thing? Uh, disability? Yeah. I believe it one bazillion trillion percent. What the fuck is somebody from Roscoe, Texas, or wherever the fuck he's from doing in Minneapolis? Why is this guy from Detroit in Minneapolis? I would tell you and your listeners 90% of black people you see here and Somali people you see here from Somali, I'm not even going 95 are here for the government checks. I had an interview for a period. Side- end of story. I had a side- you walk in a, a century plaza. You're going to, you tell them you ain't got no job. SSI, that's a little bit of a fight, but as far as EBT, you're getting that as soon as you leave. They're going to give you an EBT card, a temporary one, and they're going to mail the real one to your house. You know what was crazy? I had an interview, right, for a cybersecurity firm that I was trying to hook get hooked up, right? And I told them, I said, look, I want a hunter. That's what I, that's what I need. I need a hunter. And they were like, all right. So I made it through the first third or fourth interview. It's getting real competitive out here. And that's another thing I want to talk about in a minute, too. But anyway... I ended up not getting the position, right? But the guy told me, and this was like a, he looked like he could have, he wasn't, he looked like he could have been Cuban, like a, like a white Hispanic Cuban, not a black Cuban, but, or, or he could have been Puerto Rican. And so I couldn't, I couldn't tell, but he, I don't think he was white. And I told him I'm from Minnesota. You know what he told me? He said, are you born there? And I'm like, yeah. And he said, you for real? <laughs> I said no. I said my, I said I'm really from I'm really from here, bro. I'm 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 I was born and raised in Minnesota. So he wasn't gonna say too much, but he he was kind of like so. Then I he says, well, the demographic. He says, you know, you got a lot of people that ain't from there. I said, yeah, we got like I said we got a sizable Latino community. I said we got a a, a good size of East Africans and stuff. And he's like, you know what he told me? He said, man. He said. They don't like the cold like that, so they there for a reason. He knew when when he when when I, when I told him I'm originally from here, and, and he's like, well, "Where are your people from?" I said, "They're from Tennessee." So I've been here my whole life. He said, "You know, he wasn't gonna say black, 
But I could tell he was like, man, ain't no foundationals originally from there like that. Y'all either from Chicago or nigga, you Somalian or you Latino. He told me, he said, I had somebody that I knew that he knew personally that was from Minnesota. So he knew, like, just like what you said, he knew that most niggas that is foundationals ain't from here. Black folks ain't no, from here like no, that. I mean, there's, no. there's a few. One out of every six or seven, you see. Born and raised. Like, born Minnesota, and raised. Yeah, yeah most and of come them. come here ain't. for the SSI checks. And so, but here's the thing with SSI. The SSI travels with you once you're approved. But Man. So, what keeps them here after they get the SSI is the, the high amount of public housing. Hmm. I've been to states in America where there might be three apartment buildings that are public housing in the whole city. There's about eight or nine public housing just in this neighborhood. I want to know, what do you think is going to come after this report? Because I, you know, earlier I talked about, they were talking about all these little, if you listen to the wording, I would read it, but I don't want to go through all of it right now. Cause I want to go to the next article in a minute, but they're talking about just really they talking about passing time. Oh, let's just hold this shit up. Oh, three, four months later. And niggas doing the usual nigga shit. Let's, let's hold off for these Negroes. We're not really trying to, you asked them, what are the charges going to be? What do you think is going to come out of this at the end of the day in the next six months? Charges for what? I'm lost. You got to run that back. The report. Again. They, I, they said, well, the, oh, the police broke the constitution. Nothing. 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 No, yeah. what what the next step will be is they'll probably, I mean, this is just to placate the people. You know what I mean? We're just going to play internally, you know, that internally among the police when they're talking just among themselves, you can't be fucking with niggas no more. Hmm. Period. Whether they got a camera phone or not, you got to, you just got a standard protocol for everybody. We can't do that no more. It's over with. Period. That's what's going to happen. Do you, you think... know, but as far as cuffs, like I said, we're the cuffs. Ain't nobody getting arrested. That's not what that was about. They probably interviewed people and gave them all, you know, just talk and we ain't going to prosecute you. We just want to know what happened. We just want to do something to, we can't have this city and these, this precinct doing all this and we're just going to shut up. We got to act like, you know, we give a fuck. Because, I mean, third precinct is up there with the LAPD, man. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm talking about? They're up there notoriously known for fucking with niggas, man. We don't like blacks. And a lot of them cops you see are hired for that reason. I hate blacks. And now, can't no black dominate me. Because I'm a police. Now what? You know, that's just the reality of the situation. And what's going to happen is it's just, you know what? Um, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I think that unfortunately, or I don't know however you would look at it, but I think going forward, any blacks that are killed by the police in Minneapolis is going to probably be the, the, the victim's fault for not, not, you know what I mean? I don't think anybody's going to cross that line. Okay. I think you're, uh, Dante, I think your Dante writes and your Amir locks and all that. I think that's over with. I want to play before we go into the next, uh, the next article. I want to play some for you. I think I sent you an article before you mentioned LA and LA, the, man, 
LA has a different type of energy when it comes to race soldiers. I mean, they really laid the smack down. They have a documented long ass history on laying the smack down on race soldiers and they turn up in LA real fast. I mean, quick. Um, and I think I played this for you. This is some footage that I got. Did this happen in Inglewood? Let me let me lower down the stuff. And you were, you were like, hey, man, yeah, that reminds me of Watts. They don't know. They don't know how to. They don't know how to. How to they don't know how to con conduct themselves, man. They don't know how to conduct themselves. Talking about uh, they shouldn't have been here. Shouldn't have been here. What the fuck you mean shouldn't have been here? Dude don't live here. And then they putting their hands on people. That's the homie M-Rock, man, from Jungle, just got shot. And we're here in Inglewood, man. The Inglewood police don't know how to deal with people. And uh, So what you're seeing right there, you can't... I, I sent you the video a couple weeks ago. Niggas is... They look like they're getting ready to put hands and feet on the Inglewood race soldiers. The Inglewood race soldiers have been got a healthy mouth. Basically, it was a dude... It was a blood from, P-stone, from Black P-Stones. That's... They're in Inglewood, but he got shot by somebody. But he's not from there. And basically what they told him is, well, nigga, you shouldn't have been over here. You see what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. you know. Um, was he a Hoover? No, nah, he wasn't a Hoover. He was a black piece. Of, I mean, there were because Inglewood's a predominantly, for the most part, that's a that's an all-blood city. They don't really have Crips out there like that. And, you know, um, black P-Stones is in L.A. So... They don't. I don't think they necessarily had no issues. It, it could have been a rival that might have might have seen him or some shit or whatever the case it may be. But it, he got shot for whatever reason it was. He's alive. I'm looking at him. He's on the ground. But their thing is like, you know, their attitude is like, well, nigga, you shouldn't have been over here in the first place. And that's not a place yeah. where black pea stones can't go. Like I said, that that's that's probably a, the black the black pea stones don't have probably don't have issues with Inglewood like that. They're blood. They're all bloods. Now that don't necessarily mean anything, but what I'm saying is, is the attitude that they took is nigga, you got shot. We don't give a fuck. So niggas is actually, they looking like they getting ready to whoop the police. Uh, it could go down. I, tr I tried to break it up, but you know, uh, see, look, it, he said, man, it could go down. police don't know how to deal with people. And, uh, it could go down. I, tr I tried to break it up, but you know, uh, it, it, it ain't right. It ain't right, though. Talking about y'all shouldn't have been here anyway. You, you got some OGs over there. He looked like he ready to knock the police. The police is kind of yeah, spooked, bro. Somebody shot the homie talking about we shouldn't have been here. Police lose. They don't, you know, they lost a lot of credibility with people, man. This is crazy, man. Now, no disrespect to folks here, but you know, like with the Floyd thing, far as like the nine minutes, 15 minutes or whatever in LA, it ain't going like that. Nah, it no, would really they, turned they, up. They they would've, would've, somebody would have put hands on top. Oh man, and he wouldn't have he wouldn't have been on that dude's neck no more than five minutes. Yeah, somebody would have bumped a couple people would have bum rushed him. They would have they would have they might have popped him. I mean Yeah, but Tao, you know, Tao got it too. Tao got well, okay, what did what did Tao get? Did Tao get ten years or what? What did they, I haven't heard nah, the sentence? Tao, Tao got uh fifteen. he got the fifteen piece? Aiden abating. 
Aiden in the betting. Aiden in the betting murder. Yeah, because he pulled his baton out. Oh. And said, don't you move. Okay. Okay, that's threatening. So, because the one dude, the one, the one dude that was like, "You're a fucking bum." He was trying to get over there. Right. But see, he didn't ruin his credibility because he keep beating up his girl. <laughs> well, yeah. You know, and okay. they keep pl- and then you know what. And if the county ain't nothing nice, they keep plastering him front page every time he do that shit. Yep, yep. And see, he should have. They know what they doing. He should have played it because see now if you be okay, let me say something. He must have not got a bag out of it. I, I, I'm gonna give like I said. I'd have got I'm, a healthy bag. I, I'm gonna give credit where credit is due. The brother was speaking out. He 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 looked like he was. He did him. right. He did right. He looked like he was getting ready. Did to he turn get up. a bag? He didn't get a bag. I, let me tell you how I he was played. doing all them Today Show interviews and shit and didn't get a bag. Today show, yeah, he did a lot of interviews. What? I got me a whole couple bags. You got me fucked up. I'd have wrote a book. Oh man, I, I, I would have man. Shit. They would have had to give me twenty k uh, interview, nigga. I would have been like Charles oh, Snow White man. around this bitch. I don't know the way he be beating <laughs> up on his wife and shit. And his well, girl. see, well now we'll that see was there. They had an ice cream or a hot dog stand or something outside of the state fair. Oh, That's man. pretty cornball, oh, and then man. And then uh, I think she wasn't selling the dogs right or something. He got to put his hands on her. Oh man! See, okay. So now, now, now I'm, I'm getting some real simp. Yeah, energy that's here. that 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 that's, screams that's, of no bag. That's simp. Yeah, that's simp energy. There ain't it. no bag, man. <laughs> I would have got man. I'd have wrote a book. I'd have had interviews about this shit and this shit. I would have ended up suing Hennepin County for emotional distress because dude was trying to hit me with the baton and shit man, and I had to witness a man dying. Any lawyer uh, would have took that. I would Listen, let me tell you who I would have got. I wouldn't even got a Minneapolis lawyer. Got a couple bags. I would have went and got an L.A. lawyer. I would have got an yeah. L.A. lawyer that would have ripped that. Man, I would I would at least sue for a ticket apiece. I'm just saying because yeah, the whole, I got something out of the it. The whole point is this, bro. Like, and remember what I said about this. Remember what I said. I've been very critical ever since stuff's going on. Like, okay, yeah, I understand. Floyd has some issues. It seemed like, you know, he might have had a drug issue, whatever the case may be. Okay, fine. But the thing is, is you know how I feel about it. What is the after effects for foundational blacks in the city of Minneapolis Nothing. after? There you... Nothing. Okay, so, so my thing is, is what... My as far as what? Every, what is it? What do you mean? Everybody else is getting hold money on, off this hold shit. On. What do you mean? Everybody's getting checks, boy. Checks. Every, everyone's getting checks. Shit, even shopping. I heard motherfuckers are putting money on shopping's books. Man, hell yeah, Rittenhouse, all them. Yeah. They're race soldier. The, the white boy. The white boy that was that was Shabba's attorney. I heard he got six hundred K. Holy shit. Shit. Uh Andy Law. Um, everybody getting checks. Shit, I, man. If I was that dude, I forgot his name. But if I was him, man, I'm I'm exhausting all my revenue streams. What happened to the girl with the camera that got it all on camera, man? Frazier, they killed her uncle. The police got her back. I believe they did that intentionally. I really yeah, do. They got the nigga. They got her back. That's for sure. They try That's to say he got ran over. Because one thing, one thing about Hennepin County, they hella petty. Let me ask you this here. Because they looking at her like, bitch, had you not recorded this shit, this would have never happened. You fucked up a lot of shit. She's lucky they ain't roll up on her, but she's a squeaky little clean little girl. 
If she'd have had any little dirt on her, they'd have came and talked to her. Hennepin County's petty as fuck. They ran over her uncle. I made it look like, you know, there was a police chase for a car. They was chasing a stolen vehicle. That's some bullshit. They said their cousin is right there. Get her back. What do you think about this? And this was six years ago. I want to play this for you because you had some interesting things to say. About what? So we're going to make our country wealthy again. We're going to make our country safe again. We're going to rebuild our inner cities because our African-American communities are absolutely in the worst shape that they've ever been in before, ever, ever, ever. You take a look at the inner cities, you get no education, you get no jobs, you get shot right. walking down the street. They're worse, I mean, honestly, places like Afghanistan are safer than some of our inner cities. And I say to the African-American communities, and I think it's resonating, because you see what's happening with my poll numbers with African-Americans. They're going, like, high with the inner cities. I say to the African-American people that have to suffer in these inner cities, what do you have to lose? I'm going to fix it. I'm going to fix it. I'm going to fix it. Now, that was okay. six years ago. Okay, so he had four years that he was in office, DP. Could you explain to me what he did to fix that in the four he years? He let out Lil Wayne and Harry O. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what's the kid from Florida? Kodak Black. Oh, yeah, yeah he, he let, let him out. out. <laughs> okay, well, why, didn't Joe, why didn't Joe let some niggas out when he got in office, bro? Why? Because he ain't got to. <laughs> Joe's a Democrat. He already got your vote. You're good. He ain't worried about you. You voting. Oh, if you black, you voting for me. You know what he said? You ain't black if you don't vote for me. You ain't, you ain't. <laughs> so, so you a coon. <laughs> you know, I already told you. Yeah, you a coon if you don't vote for me. This is, this is six years ago. Becoming Look. the nominee of the party of Abraham Lincoln. A lot of people don't realize that Abraham Lincoln, the great Abraham Lincoln, was a Republican. Has been the greatest honor of my life. It is on his legacy that I hope to build the future of the party, but more important, the future of the country and the community. I believe we need a civil rights agenda for our time, one that ensures the rights to a great education, so important, and the right to live in safety and in peace and to have a really, really great job a good paying job and one that you love to go to every morning. I'm trying to find the one. Now, this was, this was very interesting. This, this is very, very yeah, interesting. Yeah, one more, oh, my man, on. but this I can only stomach so much of Trump's bullshit, too, but at least oh, it's entertaining. Oh, yeah. Okay, hold on. Here, here it is. To have you here is truly. Hey, today you're not allowed to use those terms because, you know, they'll say, oh, yeah, but you know, to Kanye West, and he's wearing the makeup thing very, very. I said, give me this ain't the one. There was one, and they don't play this that much, but it was funny. It, I mean, they, they had this one, and I'm like, damn, why didn't Joe at least say that? Hold on. Why didn't Joe say, like you said, he's a guaranteed vote. And that's yeah, he what. He worried about it. That's what. Remember what WikiLeaks said. WikiLeaks said, do not promise black people anything. Don't do it. Do not promise. 
Yes, do not. Let me see here. Hold on. Is this it? Hold on. Is this the one? No, this ain't. Okay, that's two months ago. Al Trump Sharpton. had the right idea, though. Yeah, Teflon Don. My, you said that he's going to jail over these charges. How, why would you say man, that? Man, the man got 37 felony charges, bro. Come on now. Man, they'll plead one that of to them, One of them charges is going to stick. Just one? They, 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 that's all they need is one. They threw 37 to see what's going to stick. He, Trump's in a lot more trouble than he's letting on. He shouldn't be worried about running for office right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He got some big shit on his. And guess what? As an American, you should be upset with this motherfucker because he compromised everybody's everybody's uh, freedom by giving out classified information to people that don't like America. He sold America down the river. And people just, the problem is the average American, like I said, is worried about paying his fucking light bill. He ain't digging in depth and looking at shit like that. This motherfucker sold classified information to the Russians, the North Koreans. What was he doing over there with with uh, Kim Jong Un? Man, he was doing business. Did he his did, own business? Did he sell it or did he hold it? Both. So that's I, the charge. I sold it and and I got it for some more people that want it. It's right here. It's leverage. I can I can negotiate. If I'm getting ready to negotiate a deal with Putin, you say, hey, man, I got some little you know info you might need. You know what, what I'm saying? That's a deal kicker. What what about Hunter? What about Hunter Biden? Crack Biden? I don't want no Hennessy nigga deals. What was he doing over in Russia? Hunter Biden. What Hunter Biden was doing was a little different than what Trump was doing. Both are not good, but what Hunter Biden was doing was telling foreign people that have clout, I can give you, I can get you a meeting with the big guy, but you don't have to grease my palms. He's not even telling them my name is Hunter Biden. I can get you a meeting with the big guy. Y'all can cut a deal, but you know, I'm going to need a little bit, you know, but, but, you seen the crack. I showed you the video of the crack. Yeah, that's crack. He's smoking crack. Right. Okay. What did he smoking crack, DP, and giving out classified information to people that don't like America. <laughs> two different things. Shouldn't he suffer under the 94 crack? No, you're, he, it's two minorly <laughs> different things. Hunter Biden was smoking crack, buying hookers, and, and making side deals with foreign lobbyists to get a beating with Biden. And he wasn't telling them that Biden was his dad. He was just saying, I got the hookup. Keep it 100. I can get you a meeting. How did they know that wasn't his dad? They had to know. How? If you would have, if you just seen this random cornball white dude, how would you know? Oh, you know, that's Man, Hunter Biden. Who the fuck is he? Man, you got the secret service. You ain't know service. who Hunter Biden was until he was smoking crack on TV. You got on the, the secret video. service following this nigga everywhere. You're telling me these people didn't know who he was when he went to Russia? No, they wasn't following him. He wasn't locked in like that. He ain't got no Hunter security. Biden was a rogue. He probably didn't want it. I'm over here doing business. I don't need all that. <laughs> the fuck is you talking okay. about? Uh, I don't need none of that. Okay. I'm making 20, 30 bands and fucking these bitches for hooking them up with a meeting with Biden so they could do some illegal bullshit. 
Now, you know, let me ask I'm you this. I'm the broker. I'm brokering the deals. Now, he, yeah, he said he don't want no Hennessy nigga deals. What does he I mean by that? I don't want no Hennessy nigga deals. Up money up front. Money on the wood is all good, baby. Money out of sight to start a fight. Pay me, baby. I need my money, and I need some crack, and I need the best bitch over here. What if Now, what if that would have been Trump's son? What would have happened? Oh, yeah. Of course. I mean, well, there's a certain hatred for Trump already due to his arrogance. But to be honest with you, man, Trump did a pretty good job with his kids. Why couldn't? Why? What I'm saying is if if that would have been, I'm playing devil's advocate here, okay? If, if that would have been Trump's son and he would have, can you imagine if he would have said, I don't want no Hennessy nigga deals. Yeah, it would have been. Can you can you imagine CNN and MSNBC and all these other little little places? Can you imagine? They would have let it go. They would they they would have talked about this for months. So well, it so, would have done is yeah they would have they would have they would have uh, talked about it for months, but it didn't happen, and it, it happened to Hunter Biden. So that what ifs is not fair. But, and uh, Donald Trump, for any any your listeners or yourself or anyone that's planning on voting for this man if he's allowed to run for office you need to understand that he compromised your freedom and didn't give a fuck now what about just let me know when y'all send him the nukes i'm gonna be out of here there's new polls you know there's new polls here that's saying i bet you the next time america's attacked trump will be overseas it says new poll reveals voters think trump is a criminal biden is too old and desantis is a fascist so who are they gonna vote for well, like I said, you go to a restaurant and you got three things to choose from. How long is that restaurant going to stay open? You know, you said that you ever been to a, you ever been to a restaurant. If your listeners ever been to a restaurant, there's only two items to choose from. You got the turkey or you got the bologna, you know. All we got is hamburgers and cheeseburgers. That's all we got. I found the footage and after that, I got, I got to get to the cyber attack. Fighting for our forgotten communities. The first and highest duty of government is to take care of its own citizens. African Americans built this nation through generations of blood, sweat, and tears. And you, like all of our citizens, are entitled to a government that puts your needs, your interests, and your families first. Well, he had four years to to prove that that wasn't talk. Did he, he have didn't enough time? That, so. Did he have enough time? Yeah, one day. Oh, so I mean, you're talking he like that. Just, he should have stroked the pen like, hey, nigga, reparations. No, you talking like that. No, maybe not necessarily that. But a crime bill. A, you would have, you bill. have something. If he, someone talking like that, you could point to something sustainable in the four years that he was office. Kodak what can you Black. point to that he did? Kodak okay, Black and Lil great. Wayne. Yeah, Lil Wayne and Kodak Black's out. You know, uh, that was the, just a script. The HBCUs, he gave money to the HBCUs, and then when, Bi- when so Biden what? got in... Everybody's uh, giving money to him. Oh, uh, well, they, they cut their losses when Joe got in. Joe said, hey, you ain't black. I ain't giving you no more. <laughs> yeah, you ain't black. I already got your vote. Well, I'm worried about you. I'm about to take care of these illegals, because these illegals, I'm going to get them to vote for me. We ain't got your vote. He said, he said hey, I don't I'll want- see blacks. In three and a half years, I, I don't well, want every I don't, three and a half years. I, I don't want no. I don't want my kids going to a jungle. <laughs> yeah, said, I don't want my kids going to no jungle. Joe Biden is a is a is a politician, and that's the thing: is America needs to eliminate the two party system. It's a joke. It's a complete, like you said, that's your choice. 
an old motherfucker, a criminal, who put America, who compromised America's freedom, or a fucking Klansman. Oh, man, let me go hurry up and vote. Oh, man, this is going to be a hell of an election. Why did Ice Cube get so much flack? I always ask you this. Because he didn't. Ice Cube got flack because he didn't. He got flack for two reasons. One, he didn't verbally express what he was trying to do before he did it. He should have said, hey, BET or his YouTube or Facebook, whatever he got, this is what I'm about to do. Does he have to? Yeah, because well, yeah, because he's gonna he would it would have had a people would have it just looked like he was cooning. He said I'm, and like I'm going I said, to the average party. person the average person doesn't um go in depth. So he's meeting with Trump and he's got a briefcase. Oh, he, he's that nigga out here cooning. What the fuck? You know what I'm saying? What's wrong with this nigga? But he, going- Ice Cube had the idea. But Ice Cube A should have verbally said, hey, black America, this is what I'm trying to do right well, here. So you folks, see me meeting with these when, people. When black Democrats go to meet Biden, knowing he did, did the 94 crime bill, you ain't black. This is post all This is post all the shit he talked yeah, about black folks. Nobody brought it up. Nobody brought it up. He done talk way more shit about black folks than Trump. Trump would well, have to catch up 20 degrees years. of separation. Mm. DP is a six degrees of separation. Right. Either you or somebody you know is on disability. Right. Right. Okay. And you either, A, if you don't have a dog in the fight, you're going to vote. Well, I'll vote because I don't want uh, my aunt to lose this. And, you know, I don't want her to lose that. Or I don't want her having to move in with me. Or, you know, I don't want her having to ask me for no money or nothing, you know. So let me hurry up and go vote Democrat, you know. It's a script. It's a script. Every four years, we vote Democrat. And when blacks get tired of Democrats, Republicans win. Now, because the way the way voting works in America, if Dems all go vote, Republicans never win. You feel what I'm saying? If all poor motherfuckers vote, that's why if you notice something, how often do you hear a Democrat harping on you need to go vote? How often do you hear Republicans say that? Rarely. Well, Democrats, the way they work with black folks, if we talking like we ain't going to vote, then they start to try to shame us. Republicans don't tell us to vote at all. Never. No, Republicans never. have never said, go out to the polls. You know, we want to see you vote. They have their shit. base. No. They have their base. They don't want you to vote. So you have to almost, it's almost like this. For foundationals, not voting would wake up the Dems. But not being physically responsible would, would bring upon change. So okay. because Dems know all I have to do is keep government assistance in place. I will never have a problem with the black vote. Going back to when that mentality changes, you know, these these politicians will come because I'm seeing some illegal immigrants come over to America. I don't even know how they got here. Get to Texas or Florida, whatever state that was. This motherfucker put them on a bus. They say, y'all going to Chicago. Get the fuck out of here. And they're getting more rights than foundationals. And that's a problem. And that should be a problem for a lot of fucking people. So what are black folks here? I probably, I don't know if it's ever going to happen, but take it back to University Avenue, the Eritrean Center. What if black folks say, you know what? The hell with the vote. 
we going to pool our resources together like the Mexicans. Remember, I told you, Dr. Claude Anderson always talked about it. He said, you know who the biggest buyers of my books are? Take a wild guess who the biggest buyers that buys his books. White boys? Mexicans. Hispanics Mexican, are the biggest yeah. buyers. They read the game that black folks refuse to fucking read. And they look at Dr. Claude Anderson's and say, all right, he's clearly telling us that the conservative movement, the illegal immigrant movement is going to undermine foundationals economically. Let's look at Dr. Claude Anderson's books and get the game and apply it. I'm not mad at him about that before. Many years ago, I was a younger man. I was kind of like, oh, damn, why they, I'm not, hey, they, they get in the game. Hey, if they get in the game, they get in the game. Niggas ain't getting the game. So when you start talking about folks like Dr. Claude, Dr. Amos, Francis Crest Wells, and people like that, niggas start hitting you with some, oh, man, that old mumbo-jumbo African foundational shit, all that old, you know, niggas will hit you with that and then turn around and play a serial hood hit a song and do yeah, a little janky-ass yeah. dance. Why not? The thing is, is like, you know, like the two worlds you have is you have hoods and then you have communities. You have suburban areas, little Jimmy grows up, then you got hoods where DP and I grew up. So what happens is, is in the hood, who's the guy that's worshipped? The guy that AKA put in work. Right. What the fuck does that mean? He saw crack, he pimped bitches, he jumped people, he robbed people, he already did all of the above. That's the guy that gets the respect. That's the OG. That's the... You know, yeah, that's the guy that's revered. You take that same mentality out to the suburb, suburb areas and this and that. That motherfucker's going to prison. Right. You know, we have to stop glorifying in the inner city. Stop glorifying the pimp and the $2 idiot. And let's glorify the kid that's getting straight A's. And let's not knock him, you know. I was having a conversation with a friend of mine earlier today. And I was telling him about how you... Or the first person in the inner city around here that ever had anything to do with computers. The first. Yeah. And I this think is the so. time this is the time we're talking ninety six, ninety five. It wasn't cool. So we're talking It wasn't cool at 20, all. Yeah, no. Not only was it not cool, it was looked down upon. It was major. Now major. you got now you you won't fund anybody that's not computer savvy. Because of social media, right? Right. There was a time where DP, my uncle is a computer programmer for the U.S. Embassy in Germany. I remember He him. met DP, and he shook DP's hand. He said, no 16-year-olds should know this about computers. This kid is going to go somewhere. I remember. He was wearing a suit. Yeah. And this was, I remember, yeah. I think we skipped school that day, and we were sitting around your house. Or I don't remember what day, yeah. but I think it was during the week, and I had talked to your uncle, and he was Real sharp individual. I, I meant to bring that up because I was thinking about that earlier. No, he said this young man right here. He said, he's going somewhere. Shit, no, no, sixteen year old should ever know that. He's going. So he said he's going somewhere. Matter of fact, let me see. You know, I had I had to give a couple choice words of Busta to remind him a little bit. But I think that Busta E L E, which was a classic, I'm gonna give respect where respect is due. That E L E. What year was that? Ninety eight, December fifteenth. Ninety eight, ninety nine. Yeah. A, let me, okay, for the listeners, this this how long this how long I know Solomon, y'all. I had the fucking Buster Rhymes extension ex, extinction level event tape, not CD. I had the tape, and I let him use the tape. I remember I let you use the tape, bro, 
And um, it had to have been around 98, 99, because it was released December 15. But I let you use the tape when it was warm. So it had to have been around, it had to have been around April, May, maybe closer to summertime. I let you use the tape. And uh, it took a while for you to give it back because you said you would let your brother use it. And so yeah. I was bad. I was like, damn, when's this nigga going to give me my fucking Buster Rhymes back? That, see, that's that's my whole point, bro. That's when you give a round of fucking applause. That's my whole point about when it comes to just social shit and music and just us just growing up in Minneapolis. We really couldn't pick sides when it came to music because we had to listen to Buster. We had to listen to Do or Die. We had to listen to Yuck Mouth. We had to listen to Pac. We had to listen to Mob Deep. We had to listen to 8-Ball and MJG. We had to listen to Psycho Dramas, Triple Darkness, and Snipers. And then we had to listen to Talib Kweli. We didn't have no coast. We listened to everything. There, there was Because you know, the local scene was white boys. Right. Right. That had a lot to do with it too. The yep. local rap here was nothing but saturated with white boys. That kind of rap music make you want to commit suicide and shit. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like what are them kids name atmosphere or whatever? Yeah, I never I, understood that shit. Well, man. yeah, and, and here's the interesting thing about it. I and I was talking about this a little earlier. Shout out to Live on Lake Street. Shout out to those brothers. The white boy? There was now the brother now live on Lake Street. He's the white guy is the host, but the but the brother that owns it, the white guy doesn't own it. There's a brother that owns it, Southside Chief. He owns it. He had the opportunity to get a guy from Detroit. I I put a lot of extra respect on Detroit's name. We you know about Motown and the history, so we ain't even got to go into that. Even the hell with the music, automobiles, that whole culture. Detroit is a Hall of Famer. Detroit's a hall of fucking famer for foundationals. We have, you know, there was this dude named Icewear Vezo. He's a guy from Detroit. Um, he pretty much is running the show for, for, for the most part when it comes to Detroit and stuff like that, man. He, uh, he had a show um, in pretty much one of the most coveted positions ever. First Avenue, you know, you don't get, you don't get on no stage in First Avenue like that. You know what I'm saying? That that was like that's like kind of unheard of for for a trap like some trap rap type of shit. And mm-hmm. he had a sold out show, excellent show. Um, and he was basically saying, "Hey, look, Minneapolis needs to get out of the every man for himself wasteland mentality. All you rap niggas, everybody that's trying to get some money or whatever, y'all gotta work with each other." He said, "You you know you you can't have this mentality where you know um." You have this ego, oh, I don't want to work with him. I don't want to do this. I don't want to see him go farther than me. And I said earlier before you got on that L.A. did it. And L.A. has a serious, serious gang situation. But a a very, very serious. That's like a religion there. So It's almost borderline ignorant. Yeah, and it's been going, I mean, and it's been going on for decades. The gang politics in Los Angeles you would need a, a full-time job just to understand it. Yeah, it's it's almost like you got to think it's aunts and uncles, it's grandmothers, it's grandpas that's been involved. And initially, when it first came out, we know that it was really just land of the fades. They were formulated right after the Panthers to protect themselves from race soldiers. <laughs> then it became something else. You know, the gunplay got involved, just like any other black city in America, which was by design. 
And, you know, um, they were able to go past it. You've seen with YG and rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle. Um, you see a lot of artists that say, you know what? Yeah, we have some personal issues, some internal politics, some gang shit. But we can look past this nigga shit in order to make some records. You got to think of the biggest cities in the world. L.A. I'm talking about trendsetters. L.A., Houston, Chicago, New York. What's another major city? It's L.A., Houston, Houston. Chicago, New York. Um, uh, Dallas. Dallas is pretty big. But when we think of major, major, the, the biggest Chicago. cities in America is Chicago, L.A., New York, and Houston. Those are the largest cities, especially with black populations. No D.C., but I'm saying like when we think of when you think of New York, the home of hip hop. KRS-One. DMC. Buster Rhymes. I'm, well, you know what I'm saying? He, he I'm talking about the founders. I'm talking about the people that made it do what it do. New York. When we look at the biggest artists, L.A. Now, when we want to go to the sound, let's go to the sound now. And thinking back of that Icewear Vezo interview, there's a Detroit sound. I'm going to play a beat for you and let you hear it. It's a Detroit sound. But here's another thing that people don't 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 really put in, in the proper perspective. If you listen to a lot of Atlanta, if you listen to a lot of Chicago drill rap within the last 10 to 15 years, what does it really come from? Memphis, Tennessee. That yeah. crunk sound. Memphis, Tennessee does not get the credit and the respect and do that they should when it comes to when you when you listen to the sound, if you if you want to talk about crunk rap, Lil John or whatever, that didn't come from Atlanta. That came from Memphis. Three Six Mafia and Play a Fly and all of them were the first people to really do quote unquote crunk. Now what is what is now if you were to what is drill music, if you were to describe it to somebody? Slow down, kill music. They call it drill. Okay, well, we gonna drill a nigga, we gonna kill a nigga. But so basically, it's music that promotes murder. Pretty much, it's over Memphis. How beats. is this? How is this accepted in society? Well, it's the same thing. Now, 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 check this out. This is very interesting. Do you remember when we were young and when Pac was doing records? And he, well, you know, Pac shit wasn't. It ain't nowhere near how the drill stuff is. But they said, no. oh, misogyny and patriarchy and all this old feminist bullshit. That man had keep your head up, dear mama. All He had all different kinds of facets. But you remember when they were like, burn his tapes, crack the tapes, uh, don't promote them. Two live crew uh, going against the Supreme Court. Do you remember there was a time where they didn't even want black rap to be on the radio? I mean, they were really trying to ban it and throw niggas in jail. Sebo went to prison for, for, for rap back in like the early 90s. You remember that? Now, yeah. now, now, have you noticed not one solitary politician, nobody, have you ever wondered like, hmm, nobody's really trying to say anything about this kind of music that's promoting black folks to harm each other. Have you ever th thought about that for a moment? Most people don't really think about that. Me and you were thinking deep on the podcast tonight. Have you ever <coughs> sat back and thought about, wait, wait a minute. There was a time where you play some Tupac, or I mean, they was really trying to, okay, he can't do a show here. We're, we're, they, they were pressuring the record labels to not, you know, and keep in mind, they used to say back in the day, 
oh, the music's violent and it's causing this and this. Man, there was violence before that. That music wasn't really doing shit. Now, the music, niggas is getting fucked over from this music, bro. Some some young niggas is probably still in the car getting on fentanyl and listening to some motherfucking serial hood hit of shit and really killing each other over this shit left and right. But you don't hear no bad, no, no outcry about that. Have you ever noticed that? Ain't that interesting? Think it's about promoted, it. matter of fact. Right. Now, 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 this, now, think about it. Back in the 90s, the music wasn't half as violent as it is, as it is fucking now. But if you ever sit back and think, like, well, damn, they don't try to say anything about it. Matter of fact, listen to Megan Thee Stallion. And her shit ain't violent, but fuck it. We might as well call it violent. Abortion, Planned Parenthood. You got Maxine Waters, Congressional Black Caucus, getting behind Megan Thee Stallion. Now, what is Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B and then promote? Whap, wet ass pussy. Hood rat whorehouse, right. get an abortion, kill your baby. Oh, black lives matter, but go ahead and kill your baby if you don't want to get a husband and all this bullshit. Can you imagine them promoting that kind of, of, of thing? Now, you say black lives matter on one end, but you say kill this black baby. No right? other race. No other no race, other would, race would allow that to be, you know, involved in their now, 